0: Hey Eagles fans, this is Mike K from NJ Advanced Media and welcome to the No Huddle Show podcast where we discuss anything and everything Philadelphia Eagles. You can read our content on nj.com slash eagles, bookmark that, and you can subscribe to our exclusive Eagles Insider Tech Service where we'll break news, give you insider observations, and provide in-depth analysis. Through Eagles Extra, you can send questions and comments directly to us and we'll respond to your phone. Fridays, we do a an exclusive noon Q&A uh, for about an hour. It's a very fun feature and it's exclusive to you and you can ask as many questions as you'd like. With me today, as always, is my fellow Eagles beat reporter Chris Franklin. Today we're going to discuss what else the Carson Wentz trade. Chris, how you doing today?
1: Not too bad at all, Mike. You know, it, it, We've been waiting for something to happen now for a few days now. It's almost like you get that sense of you, you kind of know what's actually happening now and get that relief now. Hey, it's finally done and things will be moving on from here. How about you, man? How you doing?
0: I'm well, man. I'm glad to get some sleep. Although last night I drank a, an energy drink uh, oh, way no. too late because no, no. I, I was writing and I could not fall asleep at all last night. And I think I might have an ear infection. But other than that, I'm terrific. <laughs> uh, so let's get into the, the news, right? So Carson Wentz. Uh, is going to Indy. The Eagles agreed with the Colts on a blockbuster trade that will send Wentz to the spot of the annual Combined, which I love, by the way, um, for a 2021 third-round pick and a conditional 2022 second-round pick. Now, that second-round pick can become a first-round pick if one of two things happen. If you play 70% of the snaps and the Colts make the playoffs, boom, first-round pick. If Carson Wentz just plays 75% of the snaps overall, boom, that becomes a first-round pick. Uh, so unless Carson Wentz has a major injury, as he has in two of his, th- uh, well, I guess now, five seasons, um, well, actually, you know, he hasn't played 75% of his snaps and I believe, yeah, so... Yeah, that'd be two of the seasons, and then actually he got a concussion in the playoffs. So, yeah, I mean, he's played throughout two seasons in a row. It's just a matter of, you know, will injuries happen with him? And so I think Eagles fans do have some reason to root for Carson Wentz this year, um, which You know what? I think a lot of the fan base will. I think while some have painted him as this ultimate villain, uh, I do think the fan base does have a special place in their heart for Carson Wentz. They don't win a Super Bowl without him, in my opinion. Um, You know, he set Nick Foles up with the ultimate opportunity, and Nick Foles, you know, cashed in. Um, I think this is one of those things where, you know, forever it's going to be a... A, a, a tough spot for Eagles fans to kind of put their minds around how five years later this has been what it is. But anyway, uh, what did you think of the value, Chris?
1: I thought that they, I thought it could have been a little bit better, but it didn't help that all the reports about the Bears uh, withdrawing and the stuff the Bears weren't interested. In. I don't think that helped the Eagles with the leverage. I thought they could have waited a little bit longer. I know they had the uh, they had to wait they had until the third day of the league year to do that. To basically, before they had to pay the uh, roster bonus, but I think they could have waited maybe about another, a couple of weeks or two because I think you had teams like the 49ers who were still lurking around that were looking for possibly looking for a quarterback, even though they say, Oh, hey, we're looking for Jimmy G. Well, they'd be linked to Deshaun Watson and a couple other guys. And we later know that the Denver Broncos were interested in a Bron and went. So I think you still could have pulled, you still could have gotten another team in there. And I think Chicago may have been jump back in there at some point. So I thought they could have gotten a a bona fide first round pick. I think they could have gotten that even if it was 2022. I think they could, they may have gotten it, but I mean, given for what, what the situation was, it wasn't bad. I just, I just wish that they waited just a a couple more weeks longer and, and held out and they may have gotten something
0: a little bit more on that
1: one. I mean, do, do you think they got fair value for this?
0: I think they got fair value but when you're evaluating a trade I don't just evaluate the comings and goings. I've got to evaluate the entire picture here. It is a, an epic failure uh on a scale that we have, haven't seen in a very long time for the Eagles. Like this is you've twice invested in this guy. You let the Super Bowl MVP go. Like they've really chosen Carson Wentz three separate times and invested in him twice. And now you're you're trading a guy who, you know, some still feel can be a top 10 quarterback. I don't agree with that. Um, I think he's maybe, I think he's definitely can, can become a top 15 guy again, a top 12 guy. I don't know if he's ever going to be in the, the conversation. Like people are talking about like MVP talks. Like what? I don't get it. But what I will say is I think that Carson Wentz still has a lot of upside. I do think he's redeemable. But I also think when you look at this trade, Carson wasn't going to be successful here anymore. He wasn't. Like, that's a fact. It just wasn't going to work. So they had to get what they could for him. Um, Look, I did a lot of reporting on this trade. Uh, Chicago was interested. But ultimately, I think the vibe, whether Carson vocalized it or not, was that Indy was the bell of the ball for him. And Chicago just really was a last resort. And if you're trading for a guy and going to play him $24 million a year, you don't want to be that last resort. It's like when you're in a relationship, you never want to be somebody's second choice. And so I think the bears were smart to not press even further. Um, I think when you look at the Colt situation, it's perfect for Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz won this trade. Uh, I can't think of a better spot for him to be in on top of the Colts, not having to give up a first or second round pick this year. So they can continue to build around him on top of that. They have tons of cap space that they can continue to build around Carson Wentz. So if Carson Wentz is the type of player where you really need to have the perfect situation for him, boom, perfect situation. So not to mention a, I've heard that he played for Frank Reich at one point in his life. So I think this is – I gave Carson Wentz an A for this trade. I gave the Colts a B+. Plus. I gave the Eagles a C-. Minus. Look, this was going to be a failure no matter what because when you have a guy that you view as a franchise quarterback who was in the talks for the MVP conversation in 2017, who you haven't even started a four-year $128 million extension that you signed him to two years ago, and you trade him – for anything less than two ones, that's a failure. And they were never going to get two ones for him. But then you look at, like, what teams have gotten for wide receivers. Like, Stephon Diggs's deal was significantly better than Carson's, the return for him. So, like, again, I think this is <laughs> this is a hard one to gauge because it's so unprecedented. And look, Carson did not want to be here. He didn't need to vocalize it. It was very, very clear. That said, I thought he handled himself extremely well. And that's why this trade extremely well from a public standpoint this last couple of weeks, I think his agents did right by him. Uh, They kept quiet uh, during this trade process. I was told the Eagles did not give him the opportunity to go seek a trade um, and that he did not force this trade to Indy. But I mean, it was clear. I mean, Indy was his top choice They were a match made in football heaven for Carson Wentz. And, you know, it paid off for him. He must have been doing a lot of, you know, soul searching during this time and probably a lot of praying. And those prayers were answered. And I think this is the best move for both sides, even though it's ugly for both sides publicly. So, Chris, let's go from here. You wrote a column this morning about why Jalen Hurts should be the guy. Explain yourself.
1: (laughs) Explain yourself. Well, no, no,
0: no. (laughs) Like, here. (laughs) do <laughs> be like, this is a stupid take. Cause like, I agree. I wrote a column yesterday that I don't think the Eagles should take a QB in the top six. And I will get to that after you inform us of your opinion.
1: Well, I think the main thing is this team has had so much turmoil at the quarterback position. I mean, they need to settle down for a little bit. They just, they spent a second round pick on Hertz and they can try to spend saying no, oh, we wanted to make him a gadget guy. They obviously saw something in him. That they felt like he should be a he should be around on his team in case something like this happened with Wentz, and they they really just have to give him a shot. I mean, there, there's a lot there's a lot of comparison between Hurts and Roseman, whoever you talk to, when it comes to this stuff. They they say that they like Russell Wilson, and the comparison with Jalen Hurts, is Russell Wilson. Well, Russell Wilson had a slow start. It's almost eerily similar to the amount the starting the stats they had when they first both quarterbacks first started. So when you start to look at the comparisons, you start to see the way they're playing. You see the players that are returning next year or potentially going to return, especially if you are going to have a better offensive line. I think the Eagles really just have to go ahead and start working on building and getting him weapons from around the outside to go ahead and help complement them. And I think that's going to be the big key for this here. I think you saw that when he has time and when you go ahead and you give him the opportunity to go ahead and create plays, he, he's able to do it. He, I was a little skeptical, I'm not going to lie, I was a little skeptical when he first got here, just seeing the way that he was playing and mechanics, but he showed a lot of improvement from when he first arrived to the point we see him today in that last game, and I think when you look at the flexibility he brings you knowing that he's on a rookie deal, you know, a second and not just a, a first round draft pick, a second round draft pick rookie deal. So he's affordable. I think, I think the last year of his contract was three years down the line, it's like 1.9 million. There's so much you can do with that cap space for not next year, but the year after that. There's so much flexibility it gives you that you can go ahead once you use this next year, which is going to be basically, uh, I, th- I think, personally, I think it's a throwaway year, but. I think when you start to look at, you see what you have, and you start can use free agency, you can use the draft to go ahead and get the right pieces for this team. That gives you the ability to go ahead and and build rebuild this thing strongly. I think instead of just having to do it hastily and just worry about a quarterback competition, I wouldn't. Now, I would say that you go out and you do get a veteran guy to go ahead and back him up, sort of similar to what the Eagles did with McCown, and and. The way Foles was with Wentz, I think you go ahead and you get that. I think you look different options like a Joe Flacco. Maybe he wants to come back to the area, play one more year before retiring. That would be great to go ahead and help guide Hertz along through the ride because Marty's no longer, Marty Morningwig's no longer here to be his right hand man to help him along. So if they do something similar to that, I'm all for it. But I really think if you go ahead and you give Hertz some time, and he only played four games last year. If you go ahead and get some time and you go ahead and give them some pieces around here. I think that the Eagles will be pleasantly surprised with what they have.
0: Yeah. um, I think the large reason for the Carson Wentz failure is the Eagles did all they could to surround Carson Wentz with talent. They just picked the wrong talent and they really need to change the way they've done things over the past few years, because look, they don't have any salary cap. They can't go out and get veterans. Uh, To fill out the offense, but I think they can draft guys who can grow with Jalen Hurts. And look, if you give Jalen Hurts this audition for a year, um, look, if he bombs, you're going to be picking in the top five or top six probably again next year. If he plays well, you feel good about it. Now you also have a future first round pick for a potential first round pick from the Colts uh, that you can used to trade up if you're kind of in that mid-range as well. So I think the Eagles have protected themselves very, very well here uh, for 2022. But I do think that 2021 has to be an evaluation process. Uh, You know, this team is not very good on paper, and the Eagles are going to have to continue to gain draft picks through trades and, and, you know, the compensatory formula and move some mountains here. And I think the best way to do that is to build around the quarterback position, because if you're going to draft if you're going to trade up and use a bunch of draft assets to get that next QB, you're setting him up for the same situation that Wentz is Wentz was in last year. Plus, you probably have Jalen Hurts on the roster. And frankly, I don't think you can get more than a fourth round pick for Jalen Hurts at this point. Uh, I don't see where the market is for him. He played four games, like you said, and they as well as much as he flashed, I don't think he increased his trade value or proved skeptics wrong who thought he was a fourth or third round pick. So that said, look, you made this investment. He's cheap. Go for it. Sign a veteran free agent like Tyrod Taylor, who worked under Shane Steichen with the Chargers. He's at the point in his career where he knows he's a backup. He's not going to cause any waves. He's got a similar temperament to Hurts. He's won a lot of games in this league. And they have similar games, so you don't really have to adjust the offense for him. So what I think... Where I come from is, look, I think this is Jalen Hurts' year. If you want to take a guy in the second or third round to give him competition, I'm a big believer in drafting a quarterback every other year. I think that's fine, uh, given the present situation. But I do think Jalen Hurts can be a starter in this league. Do I think he's better on paper than Zach Wilson? No. Do I think he's better on paper than Justin Fields? No. Do I think that Justin Fields and Zach Wilson being put in this position... Over the next two years, uh, are going to be set up for failure? Yes. Uh, Jalen Hurts, at least, has his footing in Philadelphia. He's played some games in the NFL. He's already built chemistry with his wide receivers uh, and his offensive line. He knows a lot of the guys in the building. He's familiar. He's set up to succeed. We don't know how COVID's going to affect, you know, this offseason this year. And now he's got an offseason under his belt and a season under his belt. And I just think you know, the Eagles did the right thing by getting a higher 2022 pick as opposed to a 2021 pick because we don't have the combine this year. The pro days are going to be scattered. I just think the evaluation process is going to be a little bit more difficult. Plus, we don't know how the offseason program is going to go. So might as well go with what you have, who you've already invested in. And frankly, if they move on from Jalen Hurts, this decision-making process from last year made no sense. And it caused even more drama than it needed to. So that's where I'm at. And um, you, know
1: you brought up a great point as well, too, when you to mentioned the quarterback draft class this year. It, like you said, like you don't have the ability to go ahead and really get to know a guy. You don't have those hotel meetings that they have as well, too. And you get to see all you see is like really throwing is like a pro day in which we and everybody knows that they're pretty much set up for the quarterbacks to succeed. And we look at your at the options that you have possibly picking at six. You look at a guy like Zach Wilson at BYU. The competition is not as great, so you can't really tell. Trey lance are you really going to go back to north dakota state again to go ahead and see if you have your next franchise quarterback and then you have just fields as well too and and there's there's questions around him you know he, he's been hot and cold and in, in certain big games so there's it just makes more sense to go ahead and stick with hurts when it comes to that you have you know what you have in him and you think he can only improve from where he he can only improve and you know he's got the pedigree he's got the leadership qualities as well too so i think all putting all that together i definitely think he's the guy to lead this team
0: Yeah, so I agree completely. Um, I think that, uh, you know, this is a team that has a lot of work to do, and it's going to be a three-year rebuild. That doesn't mean they can't make the playoffs next year. It doesn't mean they can't make the playoffs in 2022, but they're going to have the mindset of building for the long term, which is something they didn't do in 2016, which was kind of like a sharp remodeling. This is a... true rebuild it's a transition period i think that the eagles need to put in a lot of work they need to really change their formula for success they need to not make smartest guy in the room picks they need to make picks for guys who can come in and contribute right away this isn't about high ceilings it's about low floors and also bona fide talent and i think a guy like jamar chase at six would make a ton of sense i think a guy like patrick sertan would make a lot of sense i think they need to go cornerback or wide receiver early um let's talk about the next shoe to drop on the trade market for the eagles i think that's Zach Ertz. what do you think they can get for Zach Ertz in a trade
1: i think he's he has some value but i don't think it's as much as it would uh, i think especially with a guy who. He's he's had more productive years in the past, and I think he's getting older. He used to, even though he had the fracture in his ankle, he didn't produce as well as he did this past season. I'm look if the Eagles somehow can get like a a fourth or a third for him, or or a compliment a pick something like that, like a third and a fifth or whatever, what have you. I think they should go ahead and take it because it from from all and purposes, he's he. I think he knows that he's about he's on his way out and. That the Eagles know that I think they have got Dallas Goddard as well too, and I and the, just the, the way that they ha- this whole thing's going right now, when you look at what his what he projects to go ahead and help out with, I, I think if you can get a three or a three and a five, I think you jump on it. I mean, and also looking back at the, the, the possibility of what the Eagles could be doing with their offense, I know granted that Sirianni is going to have his own take of things, but when you look at the way the Colts play offense they play a lot of 11 personnel and was it I Think that the last three years, I think when I look back at it, it was 70% last year, 60 in the high sixties in 2019. And then I think another 70% in 2018. And that, that's not to say that two tight ends aren't important. They still, they still use 12 personnel and they still, you still can use a tight end on a lot of those three by one sets. But the thing's going to be is I just don't think that, there's going to be a need for two high quality tight ends in this offense and and the way they feel about you got a younger version Dallas Goddard who's who's going to be around I think for a while so if they can get anything of that around the three to five third round and the fifth round pick for him the Eagles should jump and take it how about you Do you think he's going to have any significant value at all
0: Yeah, I think a late fourth round pick is probably where I would put it. I did a projection today where I had him traded to the Green Bay Packers who need weapons. Uh, The Eagles don't have a fourth round pick. It just kind of seems like it makes a lot of sense. But remember, you know, Zach Ertz is on essentially a one year deal worth eight million dollars. And I think that that's. um, You know, and he's coming off the worst campaign of his career easily. So and he's on the wrong side of 30, like you said. So like it's. It's not gonna be an easy sell, but they'll they'll make a sell uh of it and I think they'll both all sides will benefit from it once uh he departs.
1: Anyway, guys,
0: um let's get to, into our final thoughts. Chris, where are you at overall entering this uh, this Carson Wentzless offseason moving forward?
1: I think when you look at the the overarching thing, uh, I know that when it comes to Howie Roseman he everybody thinks he's untouchable in this organization i think this is going to be the one he's going to have to hit he's going to have to hit at least 60 70% of these draft picks if not i think he's really gone. i think the the the, the there's no way i think that if it appears apparent that a lot of these draft picks that select that they select this year are bad i think what they have like four or five four picks now in the top 100 that's too that's a lot of chances to go ahead and bring a lot of Quality players into this organization to help you fill at a lot of different holes. When you look at the cornerback position, the wide receiver position, uh, potentially another offensive lineman. When you look at those things, if it comes apparent that you have a Danny Watkins type uh, draft year, I I think that that is going. He's gone, and given that what is more attractive for a general manager candidate in twenty twenty two, you'll have a lot more cap space. You'll have the additional first what what. Looks like it's going to be an additional first round pick and one that they will already have in twenty twenty two. He's going to have to be able, to, if he wants to stay around that for the future, he's going to have to prove this offseason that he's able to go ahead and rebuild and turn things around, and ha- and appear to have a plan that looks like it will work in the future.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I think look, Howie deserves a lot of criticism. Um, I think Jeffrey Lurie deserves a lot of criticism. I think Carson Wentz deserves a lot of criticism. I think Doug Peterson deserves a lot of criticism. This is going to be quite a year. And what I will say is this. I think for the last month, no one's cared that Nick Sirianni is the Eagles head coach. Everything's been focused on Carson Wentz. But what I will say is this. Everyone I've talked to in the league respects Nick Sirianni's approach to coaching. Um, He's been praised by defensive players on the Colts. He's been praised by offensive players on the Colts he's going to be a guy that is going to be at least interesting to watch. I'm a big fan of covering rebuilds because I enjoy the draft process. And Chris and I will have a lot of draft coverage coming up. So I hope you guys stick with us. Uh, make sure you sign up for Eagles Extra. That's nj.com slash text. It's two weeks free. You can come and check out all of our exclusive content, you know, before you, you join for real and, uh, We'd love to have you. And remember, we do weekly, hour-long Q&As plus insider analysis, breaking news before it hits Twitter, all that type of stuff. Remember, you can also download the No Huddle Show podcast wherever podcasts are available. For Chris, I'm Mike. We'll talk to you soon.